0: Caution. What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul de sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DD DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem Podcast could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is fast train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another podcast with Back to Jerusalem. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this afternoon, and I am coming to you live on delay from somewhere just outside of the Big Apple, New York City. Uh, I was at Princeton. You I'm actually still in Princeton, New Jersey. I was in Princeton uh, University last night, and I was uh, speaking to a group of students. Wonderful, wonderful time, and during that time, I was able to trick my good friend to come up and join us. Uh, His name is uh, Donald, and I've actually known Donald for several years. We've worked together uh, mainly in Asia, but all around the world. Actually, last time we were together, I believe, was in the Middle East, in Israel. Donald, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, it's always a pleasure. It's never a trick to work with you, bro. Uh, you know, you know. we just have a passion for Back to Jerusalem, and we are always available whenever
0: you guys call. Now, we've actually been working together for several years. Do you remember the very first project that we worked on? Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember clearly it was in
1: 1997, so it's almost 20 years now uh, that the first project was when you guys approached me when I was in Singapore working with Good News Productions International. And you asked me if uh, um, I would come up to Guangzhou to do a training for the uh a video production training,
0: and that's the first did time we I- ask you or I think you were working actually with another group at the time, and that group is the one that brought you like we we knew him, but we didn't know you, and I think he's the one that engaged you and brought you together with him yeah
1: yeah that that's that's how it worked actually uh yeah they i did i was helping them to uh dub the alpha course from um english to to Mandarin and that's how they connected with me through somebody else and then uh I think you guys asked them to to help you source for somebody and they they approached me and the first time I met you was in Guangzhou itself and you dubbed the
0: alpha course into Mandarin.
1: Yeah, the first the first series uh, we did it, uh, eventually now the new ones, they have revised it and, and, and they have re-dubbed it. But the first time, the first series, yeah, I did the, the whole dubbing uh, for them.
0: Which is, went around the world. I mean, so you had a huge impact on getting that uh, basically around the Chinese-speaking world. Well, I like to think <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> And you are the you are the director of a filming company that's now here in the U.S. Is that correct? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing outside of Back to Jerusalem?
1: Yeah, um, uh, I, I have a partner and we co own this company called Stone Table Films. And of course, I have to do a plug right there. You know, <laughs> our, our website is uh, stonetablefilms dot dot com. Don't go into Stone Table Production because if you look at Stone Table Production, the website actually makes Stone Table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and you guys don't make stone tables. No, we make films, all right? So, uh yeah, we we Where does that name come from?
1: Well, actually, interestingly, most of my ideas uh come uh
0: great idea comes when I was
1: I'm in the bathroom bucket. <laughs> And I was showering and uh, I was asking God, "Hey,
0: okay, we're glad that no, that was the activity you were doing in the bathroom. Was showering when yes. you got the idea, so yes. not any other activity. No. Showering, yes.
1: okay. yeah. I, and a lot of time I get ideas when I'm showering and I'm, you know, I'm talking to God because it's about the only time I'm away from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's with me everywhere I go, and uh, and and i was like, Lord, we really need a name for our our company, you know, that we are going to start, but I don't want, you know. In God's name, production, you know. I mean, I, I don't want something that is just like sound really, really Christian. I want something that, that because we want to make film that also appeal to non Christians, you know. And and so then suddenly, I just love C.S. Lewis, you know. And and I thought of, you know, the Stone Table. That's where Christ was sacrificed. I mean, Iceland was sacrificed. So it represents Calvary, you know. Mm. It represents. Uh, and I thought, well, you know what. A non-believer will look at it and go like, "Okay, this is stone table.
0: That's a solid, you know, unbreakable table." So that's where the name came from. The name came for stone table came from the uh, the, ta- the the stone kind of platform that Aslan was was uh, uh, sacrificed yes. on, as a representation of Christ. Wow, that's that's I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, and and and
1: Christians, you know. By and large when, when uh when who people who who knows uh the the Lion the Witch and Wardrobe when they when they ask me about that, I said think about it. W- w- they say they'll say, Where do you get the title that the, the film I mean the the company name from? Because they, they like the the name. I said think about it and then they think and they go like The Lion, the Witch and Wardrobe? I said, Exactly. That's where we got it from. Yeah.
0: And so you guys have just come out with a new movie, um, a new film. Uh, I don't know if you professionals call it films or movies, but you guys have a new production that you've just come out with, right?
1: Yeah. Well, today's, you know, in the past, uh, uh, pre-digital age, we'll say film, and and then we just leave it as it is. But today with digital age, we actually would like to call it a feature film.
2: Okay. To disassociate
1: (laughs) ourselves from short films and student films because everybody now with DSLR called himself a filmmaker, which kind of like oh, okay all right can we,
0: we can 't we can't stop that, so we call it a feature film to- okay, so you 're a bit of a, a bit of a recording <laughs> snob okay. yeah I, I, I have- but you 've been in film for a long time. How long have you been in in film and production well it 's been a long time The first
1: feature film i 've done a lot of uh, uh, like under one hour type of film in those days, but the first feature film I made was actually in Hong Kong. In the year 2001, it's called The Source of Love. In Mandarin, is yuan lai shi ai. In Cantonese, is yin uh, loi si oi. Because we have English Cantonese, I mean, Cantonese and uh, Mandarin version of the, the same film. And this was done when I was working with Good News Productions. That was in 2001. Uh, the film has been widely used all over Asia, and it's won several awards. Uh since moving to the U.S., I have produced three, uh, produced and directed three movies. The most recent one uh, is called "The Batch." It's called "Batch of Faith." It's about policemen. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say it in in Asia where we grew up, in Singapore where I grew up, and and, and still is a Singaporean. We have great respect for the police. Uh, but not
0: in america and, and you're living in America now, so you've actually witnessed kind of the the degrading of police officers in the u s or the the Almost, almost I want I don't want to use the word persecution because we use that a lot for Christians but in any in many ways they have been targeted by society or, or elements of society I won't say society but elements of society as someone who is the great evil and and they've they've been demonized uh, in the US and you've actually witnessed that oh yeah I, and and
1: something I cannot understand because in where I grew up you know the only people that do not like police are the bad guys. The good guys love the police because they are there to 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 help us to support us, and I I have a hard time still trying to understand why would would the would the media persecute police?
0: I mean, can you imagine a country without police? And, and, and that's the difference between a Singaporean and a Chinese. <laughs> that it's the good guys that the police are helping in Singapore, whereas it's the Christians that the police, you know, you, because I can understand the police being feared at, you know, at least a little bit, because in China, it's usually the police that come raiding into the church houses. But you're from Singapore. That's a different animal. That, that's why I specifically say Singapore, because I, I, you know, I travel
1: there in China, and I understand the difference. Uh, you know, in countries, there are many countries where the police works for the government to persecute the people. That that is the truth. It's especially in 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 countries where it's dictatorship that that usually it's just the police work for the dictator. Mm-hmm. But in America, it's not dita- dictatorship. You know, it's 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 a democracy. And and I I I I spoke to a police guy, and he says. You know, our job is one of those jobs where we go out to work and never know that whether we are actually going to return home safe. Mm. You know, they are on the line for us. And okay, are there bad police? Of course. Are there uh, uh, bad politicians? Of course. Every profession. Are there bad doctors? Yeah, there are bad doctors (laughs) too. You know, I don't care what profession you pick; there are bad ones. Are there bad preachers? Yeah. You know, I'm not. You know, Christ clearly says. There's sheep and there's wolves, mm-hmm. right? They they hide under, with the sheep, so. But in general, the large po- proportion of policemen are good. I would dare say probably ninety nine percent of policemen are good, and they lay their lives for us, you know. And why are we? I just cannot imagine living. I tell you what: if there is no police officers in America, if the press, or whoever is on this, uh, 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 man, I mean, uh, they, they they are out to get rid of police. If America has no police officer, I'm moving back to Singapore, man, because <laughs> you know? I feel safer with them around. Yeah. You know. So this story is about a police officer. I mean, it's not. I'm not glorifying police officer, but it's just a true story about a police officer who went out of his way to help, and then got injured, and then. He has the same injury as – similar injury as Christopher Reeves who never got up
0: walking. But Brian Lawrence got up walking in less than a year. So you made a feature film about a police officer uh, who was injured. And in his injury, he basically had a similar injury to Christopher Reeves. Superman. And so, yeah, Superman. And stone tablet films <laughs> – I'm sorry. Stone Table. Stone Table. I should know this. We've been friends for so long. Sorry. I was thinking of the the lion, the witch and the wardrobe and a stone (laughs) tablet. Yeah. So Stone Table Films um, made this feature film about this police officer who was injured. And how was he injured? Well, uh, again, like all – And this is a true story. Where does this take place and how was he injured? Uh, It takes place
1: in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, and, uh, it, he was, he was actually, you know, like most, uh, again, an, another concept is, which was difficult for me as a Singaporean to understand is that police officers here don't get paid enough and they have to take a secondary job because they don't get paid enough because in Singapore, our police officers get fairly paid so that they can concentrate on their work you know so he has to take up a job as a night watchman
0: well, I mean I've I've lived in Hong Kong for many years I've I've been to Singapore many times and there are people that leave their jobs as lawyers that go to become police officers one because it's a very highly respected profession and two like you said you're you're well paid I mean you're not rich but you're you do okay in society exactly yeah
1: so here you know it's a sacrifice to be a police officer you don't get paid you don't, you get, you get sacrificed, I mean, and on top of that, people hate you, you know, (laughs) like, and and you get targeted for, for execution or whatever, you know, so, they, yeah, he, so he, he was, he was a night watchman at a car uh, dealership, and car dealership loves to have police officer because, you know, they're great night watchmen because they, they know what their stuff, and then he heard a call that a lady got uh, robbed, and he was near that, that, that place, and, Basically, it's none of his business. He's not on duty, but he took the call because he was near that place, and he saw the suspect. Went and approached the suspect, and uh, he just he got kicked in the face and broke broke the guy broke his neck right there and then, and he just
0: you know he almost died basically. And and the cop is white, the. Perpetrator, the person that he tried to stop and then attacked him and then ended up paralyzing him was black. So you're now in a, a situation where you're making a film about something that's taking place in the U.S., where you have black communities not liking white police officers, and this is where the setting of your film takes place.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know when 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 that happened we started talking about you like okay this is again a, a black against a white thing uh, you know black is the bad guy and the white is the good guy should we be, uh, we got to be sensitive politically correct or whatever and i i live in the in the politi- the most politically correct uh uh, uh, con- uh not just a country but county in the world i live near washington dc and i went like you know what? I'm a Singaporean fooli. I'm just going to do it as it is. I'm going to tell the truth as it is. You know, people can say what they want, but I'm Asian. You know, I'm not. I, I'm not white, so I'm not. I'm telling the story. If I'm white, obviously I, I might have get persecution. I'm, I'm yellow. You know, and I said, people can call me yellow. I really don't care. You know, because I,
0: I I'm actually more brown than yellow. But. Uh, again I'm just telling it as it is you know because uh, yeah, you live in Fairfax County and Fairfax County that's not just you know outside of DC we're not talking about the ghettos people that work in DC usually live in Fairfax so and and they don't live in DC because DC isn't a dangerous place to be so they get out of DC and then they talk about those you know that talk about you know source of problems or the the issue with the problems and then they start to you know attach labels in one of those labels being racism, so you are getting into a situation where you're making a Christian film because this is a Christian film, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. This is a this is a faith based uh, film.
0: But so my question is: Are you trying to start a race war? And then after you start a race war, you go back home to Singapore. You're good.
1: That's a thought I never <laughs> thought. <of. laughs> you know, but I I, I think race, racism is is overrated. You know, uh, it's it's highly highly rude overrated i personally i feel like every one of us i wouldn't say we are racist but every one of us have a race preference you know uh deep down inside all of us we have a race preference uh but we are not racist you know we don't we don't put people down because of their skin color when i was growing up one of my best friend is a muslim indian you know it's my best friend my, my, uh, uh, when I was, uh, when, when my wife and I got married, one of our best neighbor, he's a Malay Muslim. Yeah. We, we're good neighbors. Uh, uh, am I racist? No, we, we, we are
0: good friends. I play with this, this Indian Muslim for a long time growing up. And that's very common in Singapore. The, the, the Indians, the Malay and the Chinese Buddhists, the Chinese Taoists, Confucianists, and the Christians kind of all live together. And Singapore is not a big place, so you guys are forced to share uh, land together. Yes,
1: and you know what? We joke about each other's race. We joke about each other's religion. And you you go to, you you can Google Singapore jokes, and you will see a lot. Americans will freak out. Oh, this is so <laughs> racist! No, because it's. So we, we play about each other's uh, uh, races because a lot of time those jokes are pretty true. You know, it's pretty. <laughs> you know, you, you nail it right there. But we laugh about it because yeah. it's a joke. You know, we, we why do we take life so seriously? I mean, we have so many things to be serious about. We
0: we worry about your own health. And well, I mean and right now with the genocide that we see taking place in Iraq, I mean this is a targeting of a people group and a religion systematically killing them. So this isn't words. This is a systematic killing, and it seems that more people can get upset about a word that's used or a phrase that's used by accident or maybe not even you know hurting anybody. But this is the world that you walked into. You moved to the US. You're making feature films. You're making this film – about badge of faith, about this white cop. So he's attacked. And but we don't want to leave it there because it, it's not just about a uh, a black person that had been uh, guilty of a crime attacking a white cop. The reason you tell this story is because it keeps going. There is a testimony coming out of this. Yes, yeah, there is a testimony. And uh, the film is not released yet. Now, now, what
1: we didn't say in the film... Uh, is that Brian Lawrence forgave that, that that guy? I mean, can you imagine the guy that injured you and and you are in you're still he's
0: still in a wheelchair, and he forgave that guy? You know. So he was he was handicapped. He's put in a wheelchair. Um, does is he able to have a relationship with the guy that attacked him?
1: Uh, no, because the guy obviously went to jail. But but uh, but the beautiful thing is that in in a line that we got from the wife, Brenda. Brenda Rogers, I mean Brenda Lawrence was that she gave us this line she said uh, she has a hard time forgiving this guy she actually we, we put this line in the film and the line is, I wish this the guy that kicked you is in this in the bed right now and he has an itch on his nose that he can't scratch I wish that on him and Brian Lawrence's reply was this honey if we can't forgive him who can mm. you know if i can't forgive him who can i'm not saying that right now i'm in the in the situation where
0: where i will forgive him but with god's help i i am going to forgive him and i think that's where we find that redemptive quality not just for ourselves not just salvation for ourselves but redemption for each other you know a lot of people will talk about racism specifically and say that well if you are educated you can get you know you can you can eradicate it from a society but actually very few societies were as educated as the japanese very few societies were as educated as the germans and yet these are you know classic examples of racism it's actually us the church the believers the christians that have to because we are all made by god in god's image And it is through his love that we get connected to him and through him we are connected to one another. And Chinese Chinese are also very racist people. (laughs) But again, you know, I mean, as we all are. I think we all are outside of Christ. And, and once we realize that He has made us all, that we all come from three people, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, which means we all come from Noah and His wife. So if we have Noah, His wife, His three sons, and their three wives, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, and we all come from Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, then we all have that commonality. Just some of us, you know, we're in the sun longer than others.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you
0: know uh when
1: when i make a film uh, the first thing i would say the first day because i hire you know anything from forty to a hundred people and on set i will i will it's kind of interesting because you know moving from a colonial colonized country like singapore
0: yeah which is, i didn't even think about that aspect yeah we, i mean you do come from a, a, a former colony and in that in that colonization there can be a lot of anger build up there can be a lot of hate you know g- going back to those stinking brits i you know my country being the u.s we were a former colony yeah. uh, as as well of course we didn't see it as recently as singapore and malaysia but you still have that history yeah,
1: and you know what? I, I appreciate the British because I did, they did very well for Singapore. They protected us. So, but I
0: didn't want to say that, <laughs> but I feel the same. I live in Hong Kong, yeah. you know, and in Hong Kong we have an amazing system. I would venture to say it's actually better than the British system. I don't. I'm not that big, you know. When I travel to to the UK, there are a lot of things that kind of aggravate me. But when you mix the British and the Chinese together as you do in Hong Kong, the system works very well. I love immigration. It's the best immigration in the world, Singapore and Hong Kong. I was going to
1: correct you. I would say Singapore. <laughs> but Hong Kong came a close second. <laughs> you, you can disagree with me, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you're right, because uh, the, not not about immigration, but you're right about, about marrying uh, the British system and the Asian-Chinese uh, work ethic system, and it just is beautiful. Now, I I I would I would say that the the first time, the first thing when I do on set I would say that hey I don't know most of you you know ninety five percent of you guys I don't know
0: yeah and the people that work on your set your sets are not small like you have quite a number of people that will yeah. be on your set Wait, about like a hundred
1: yeah it, it can be anything yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, if I have extras it could be four or five hundred yeah. but
1: like the first day I get you know say for example if you are the only black guy on set and I don't know you you know and I need you. How's the best way to call you out? I mean, to me? Don't say it, Donald, don't say it. I mean, to me your skin color is the easiest way to call you out, right? <laughs> no, Donald, that's you have not been in America long enough.
2: No, I tell I
1: tell people and I said, "You know what? I I give you the full permission to call me yellow." <laughs> Because it's not a racist thing. If you don't know my name, call me by my skin color. It's the easiest way to call me. Hey, Chinese guy. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chinese guy. Hey, you know, whatever you want to call me, all right? But I said, but once I get to know your name, then if I call you by your skin color, then that, I I don't call that racist, but I call that an insult, Mm. you know? instead of calling you by your name, I'm calling you by your skin color. You know, instead of calling you, hey, Eugene, when I know you're Eugene, and I call, hey, white guy. That's an insult. That's not a racist remark. Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, I will not do that once I know your name. But I don't know your name, and you're the only white guy on set. I would say, "Hey, white guy," <laughs> you know, that's the easiest way to call you. <laughs> yeah. I will get your attention right away.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, is that you are a practical person. I've been working with you for a while. You will take the most expedient way to get things done. So you're not going to spend a lot of time when you're in the middle of the heat of putting together a, a feature film. You know, you got people running all over the place. You got deadlines to meet. You don't have a lot of time wasting trying to figure out. You know, what's the best way to call for different people to come back and forth. Yeah, and you also know I'm not a politically correct. person. And you're not a politically correct person, as this podcast will show. So you the, you have this feature film that's just come out. When will it be available? When will uh, Badge of Faith be available?
1: Um, right now, we are we're still trying to do. Uh, especially if you are in America and you are interested to help us get this film into the theaters, write to me. Uh, you can get my my uh, email from our website.
0: Uh, and at uh, stone stonetablefilms.com table uh, stone table com. yeah um, and also uh, and that's films plural yeah. stonetablefilms.com yeah and uh, uh, to the the email address is actually quite
1: simple it's info at stone table com. write to me and I'll give you a uh, detail as to how you can help us.
0: And your name is Donald Liao. L E O
1: W. Donald Liao. And the way to remember it is uh, if you can't remember how to pronounce it, you go meow, M E O W, (laughs) you know, and just American loves cat, and then just replace the M with an L. That's how it's spelled. Uh, and then uh, somehow, you know, my, 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 my first name also is related to animals. It's a duck. So Donald and, you know, a duck and a cat, you know, Donald Leao. You know? So that's how I rec- introduced myself. So.
0: And so you you had um, this, uh, The Source of Love, a video that you did, Cantonese, English, Mandarin. I'm sorry, a film. <laughs> a film that you did um, that is Cantonese, Mandarin, English. And then you have um, this new film that you just come out with, Badge of Faith, can you just really quickly give us an introduction to the other feature films that you've done?
1: The other one I have uh, done um, is called uh, For the Glory. It's a, uh, I would like to call football, but in America we call it soccer here, uh, based film. It's also a faith-based film. And uh, and are
0: all your films faith-based films?
1: Yes, because that's the only thing I want to do. I mean, uh, there are enough people doing junk films. I don't want to be involved in those, you know. yeah. Uh, and then uh, the 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 the, the second the one before I did Batch of Faith is called Touched by Grace. This is a great film, and it's already available on DVD. You can uh, get it from our website again, StoneTableFilms.com. Uh,
0: Touch by Grace. Is- so for the glory, that's a football movie or a soccer movie. Yeah. And then um, this next movie, Touched by Grace. This one, can you just give us a little bit of a synopsis on that one?
1: It's a high school film uh, that deals with anti-bullying, uh, and um, uh, the, the, the the again you know high school film you always have the popular girls and they are bullying a girl with Down syndrome, and I don't want to give away the story, but it's 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 a heart-wrenching story, and uh, uh, we did some limited theatrical screening, but the DVD was released uh, uh, just a little more than a year ago. So it is available right now in Christian bookstores and on our website.
0: So those are the three major feature films that you've done. And are, do you have something in the chambers that you're willing to tell us about now?
1: Actually, just right before you called me to do this podcast, I just was emailing uh, some of our investors about another film idea we, we I, I want to get going. And this one I'm thinking of get going is, you know how, um, and again, been here for about eight years and starting to, to understand more and more the lifestyle of America. Although America uh, is sending out a lot of missionaries, but America has a lot of Christians who are not evangelizing. They are very comfortable where they are. Um, I've gone to many churches, and they are small. You know, In Singapore, when you go to a church and it's 500 members' church, you, you call it a small church. In America, you call it a large church, <laughs> you know uh regular churches are like a hundred or less uh and it's quite sad because uh i I became a Christian through an American missionary. I have great respect for American missionary um and it's sad for me so i'm I'm trying to make a film that challenges America to get out of their their sofa and
0: go out and start evangelizing, yeah, yeah that's. And so for those people – and this is something that I have even for my family. Really, if you have um, time and you're looking for something to share with your family that is wholesome, that is good. Donald's uh, films, his movies are really, really well done. And the thing is is that each one of them have a powerful message for your family, especially if you have kids go online try to get uh the videos that Donald's already done for your family get them as a gift for whether, whether it's a birthday or a christmas gift for your families bring those in plug those in and and just enjoy them i think that there'll be something that you might watch over and over and over i've watched them with my family and they they're just really good inspirational god-based films that have messages of uh, honor for one another, love for one another, respect for one another, and perseverance through human tragedy. Each one of them are very unique and really well done. Thank you so much, Donald, for joining us during this time, and we hope to see your next video out there sometime.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure, and I just love uh, working with with you guys who back to Jerusalem. You know, uh, some of the project I work on. It, it, you know, I've done films, but I tell you, some of the projects I work on um, with you guys are m- my most favorite project.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, praise God. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, this is Back to Jerusalem, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of America. God bless you. My
2: name is Jung and I am an unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. It is considered quite dangerous for me to share the contents of this book, but these are stories that need to be told for God's glory and the encouragement of the church. So begins the extraordinary first person account of a prominent leader of one of the largest underground churches in China. This dramatic true story is told in Back to Jerusalem's latest book, I Stand With Christ by Eugene Bach. I Stand With Christ is a detailed account about a former Communist Party member who took a stand for his faith in Jesus and was targeted for prison, work camps, and torture. See how he goes from the prison cell of China's maximum security prison to leading one of the largest underground house churches of 10 million believers. Be amazed at this true story of suffering, sacrifice, and triumph. I Stand With Christ is available at www.backtojerusalem.com or where books are sold. There's a simple way for us to help ISIS victims. Drink tea. It's that simple. By drinking a cup of Back to Jerusalem Chinese tea you will bring hope to the refugees displaced by ISIS. It is a healthy way to make a difference. So invite friends and family to your home for a Bible study round a warm pot of organic Chinese tea. Does your church have a cafe? Add Back to Jerusalem tea to the menu. All prophets go to help ISIS victims in Iraq and Syria.